Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another very exciting episode of the Hardly Millennial Podcast, where we are young, dumb, and full of... We're full of opinions, guys. Oh, so many opinions. Of course, my name is Adam. Uh, I'm Matthew Lynn. What's up? How's everyone doing tonight? Um, And happy Easter, everybody. Happy Easter. It is Easter It today. comes once a year. It's here today. It's here today. I hope you guys all filled up on some ham, you know, or I am. Is that what people usually eat on Easter? That's what I usually eat on Easter. Apparently, that's what you ate on Easter. What do you eat today? Um, well, we had a big breakfast. Okay. We had a breakfast Easter, so there was no ham involved. Okay. Do you guys usually do that? No. No, this was the first year that we did such a thing. That actually sounds so good, though. It was fucking fantastic, just, bro. There we go. It was super good. Like, pan- just... like everything, like pancakes, waffles. French toast or none of those things. Oh, what was it? <laughs> um, <laughs> it was lots of pastries. We're French. Oh, we're gotcha, French. Gotcha. It was lots of pastries, uh-huh. lots of um, sausage and bacon and eggs. Um, there was there was French toast casserole that my aunt Ooh, made. That it sounds, was very good. It was very, very good. good. Um, yeah, yeah, just a big kind of less hearty. It was very light. Oh, that sounds great. It was very, it was very good. Fantastic. I just, I just eat ham. I love ham. You had it. So you guys had like a dinner kind of thing? Yeah. Kind of like a, what's the in between between lunch and dinner? It was like a liner. (laughs) I was going to say brunch, but that's breakfast and lunch. Yeah. I think liner. It was a liner. Okay. (laughs) I just call it early dinner. (laughs) Nah, nah. Let's just shorten that shit. A liner. No, I mean, it was a good day, though. It was a good I It would just relax. There was some Harry Potter movie marathon. So I just, oh my gosh. You must have just had a hard on all day long. Oh, it was great. I loved it. Oh, I just did that and ate some candy. Did you watch all of them? Did you see them all? No, they only had, I only caught like the last movie. But I'm oh. assuming they were on like... It's not a fucking marathon. I know. Well, it was the end of a marathon. I just caught the tail end of it. Oh. But it was great, though. I loved it. It was a very relaxing day. I'm sure you enjoyed what you got. <laughs> the little bit that there was. So on a uh, on a little more depressing note... Oh, my. <laughs> some bad shit happened in the world today. In the world? Oh. Yes. You're talking about... Um, yeah, Sri Lanka. Oh, Sri Lanka. Yeah. Uh, there was... What was that? A church was... It was bombed? Or oh, it wasn't it was just like, one, bro. It was like eight. Was it a suicide bombing? Or was it just like people went in there, like, planted the bombs or something? Or I don't I don't really know the deets. Yeah, I didn't like read um, into it. I know much. it was bad, though. It was upper scale, mm-hmm. like, richer yeah. um, churches. Mm-hmm. And there was like eight of them. Ugh. And they all yeah, blew it was up like at the same time. Are dead, I think they said. Yeah, th- I think it's closer to three hundred now. Yeah. Oh man, dead, and then a lot more injured. It, yeah, it was big. So Sri Lanka isn't very big. You know where it's at, right? It's at the tip of India. Okay. So, you know, India, it's got the the tip on it, and there's mm-hmm. like a, that little like estranged island that kind of oh, comes okay. off. I know what that's you're Sri Lanka. About. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it. So it's not real big. Uh-huh. Um, I think there's only one major city. Yeah. I'm sure that there's smaller towns, right? But I think there's only like one major city that's uh-huh. the capital. And what I was reading, and it's weird because I don't remember this, but mm-hmm. apparently in the last 10 years, about 10 years ago, they had a civil war. Oh. Um, yeah. Which, you know, sounds crazy, but for something that size, it could have just been like a military coup or something. I have no idea. Right. But the government changed like 10 years ago. And I guess. It's been very peaceful there since then. This is the first time in like 10 years that they've had an attack. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
so a little bit different hearing it come from from Sri Lanka. Yeah, of all the places you think something like that would happen, Sri Lanka is definitely not top of the list, you know. No, I would have thought even, you know, in India, yeah. I could see that more. But you never really hear anything about little little Sri Lanka. No. I it, always thought it was part of India, to tell you right. the truth. No, it's its own, I think it's its own country. Yeah, its own I think thing. it's one of those, like, it was part of, like, Britain at one point, And I think, like, they broke yeah, off Yeah, I think the whole that. thing was yeah. part of Britain. But, I mean, like, point. I think they were, like, one of the last parts, like, after India broke off. Oh, like, I see. Like I'm sure there was, was something like that yeah. going on. But, but no, they're independent now. And, yeah, it was... It's kind of a big deal. It's yeah. like a 9-11 well, size was, event. Well, yeah. I mean, it was cle- there was clearly, you know, context behind it. You know, bombing churches on Easter Sunday. Yeah. You know, Christian church. It's, I mean, come on. You know, but. <sighs> it, it's intense in that part of the world. Yeah. Because they're not really, they're not the Middle East at all. Yeah. But they're in pretty close proximity mm-hmm. to the Middle East. Because that they're that little island, so north so like is India. Of that just kind of bleeds over a little bit. Yeah, yeah, just to their west, across the the Gulf or whatever, is the whole Arabian Peninsula. So right. Saudi Arabia, Oman, Yemen, mm-hmm. all that. You know, there's a lot of craziness going on in all those places. Yeah. So I guess it just leaked over this time. I read somewhere that, and this wasn't today. This was, I guess, a couple days after, or it might have been just a day after the Notre Dame fire. Yeah. Where I guess there was some guy who like was apparently planning on like suicide bombing some prominent church in New York City, and like oh. he, they were they caught him before that he was able to do it. Well, he was going to do like, it today on Easter. Not on Easter. This happened like no. a few days ago. Oh, okay. All so right. it's it's just been interesting. We've had all these instances with church, you know, so yeah. close together. Well, I'm sure it has everything to do with Easter. Well, Easter's not, one not of the, the biggest, fire, though. Uh, you know. Oh, we don't know. Oh, I, we don't know well, what started the fire. Well, didn't they conclude that it was like due to some of the reconstruction shit that was going on? Well, I mean, that's easy. It's conspiracy. To say. <laughs> Who the fuck knows? The whole thing burned down, dude. Yeah. It was a thousand degrees in there. Who knows right. what what happened? They just know it started in the middle of the roof, mm-hmm. which is a pretty convenient location to start a fire if you want to burn <laughs> the whole motherfucker down. Yeah, you guess. would start it right in the middle, wouldn't you? I guess, yeah. So, coincidence, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, no, Easter is like maybe the most prominent holiday for the Christian faith. Yeah. I mean, you would think maybe Christmas, maybe. That's when he was born. But But the rising of Christ, the resurrection is huge to Christians. I mean, it's, I mean, definitely both holidays, you know. Yeah, very symbolic. A lot of symbolism. Because for the rest of the world, it's not about a rabbit laying eggs. That's only in America that we do that. The rest of the world doesn't have, like, rabbits and eggs and shit. They actually, it's a religious holiday Mm -hmm. in the rest of the world. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a perfect time to blow some shit up if you're trying to make a statement. Damn, well, statement made. <laughs> yeah, man, it's terrible. But uh, it makes me curious how this is going to kind of... I bet they won't raise $2 billion in 24 hours to save Sri Lanka, Yeah, which they that's, did for that's true. Notre Dame. I know, I remember there was a lot of They're controversy about that. Yeah, exactly. They're protesting it in France right now, the inequality. They're saying, the people are saying that, oh, it's great that they raised the money for Notre Dame, but they're protesting how... Um, they were able to raise two billion euros in in two days, but they can't. You know, 
get the unemployment down or save hunger and shit like oh, that. Oh, I see. Just how money is appropriated, where where money is put, and how quickly it can be liquidated. Oh, like yeah. yeah, yeah. If you can fix Notre Dame overnight, then why can't we fix some other problems right. is what they're well, saying. The thing is, though, it's... I mean, it, I see where they're coming from. I, I definitely see where they're coming from, but it's also one of those things of like... If the country, you know, the country obviously put out this, you know, whatever government or organization put out this GoFundMe rather, right? And saying, you know, we want to raise money to rebuild the church. And then it was the people giving them money. Yeah, I don't know who the entity billion, is right? that put on the fundraising, but I know but it, that. But it was government affiliated, it, apparently, because that's what people are protesting, right? That the government's using um, this money to. Not do this. necessarily. I, I would assume. That it's government affiliated, I would mm-hmm. assume, but I don't actually know for sure. Okay. So they're not protesting the government. They're protesting the appropriation, is the word they use, of mm. wealth. So how wealth is d- distributed, but really not even that. It's Wait, just, so, th- so this is unrelated to the Notre Dame thing? That's no, totally related to it. People okay. are pissed that, that a few rich people were able to have access to $2 billion that quickly and were able to fix a problem that doesn't actually save anyone's life. Gotcha. That's the thing that they were, that they're upset about. But they're also happy at the same time. Right, of course. Like if they did not fix Notre Dame, they would be protesting that. It's it's the principle of the thing, yeah. Yeah, so it's not like the whole country is on strike, but there's Mm -hmm. a portion of the population that is upset. Do you do you think do you think these rich old people should be forced to like distribute their money in other places if they're going to donate money at all to a cause? No. No, I don't think that anyone should tell you what, what you to have to donate money, to. Right? Yeah. No, so like that is an interesting thought though. Like let's say I have ten thousand dollars that I want to donate. Uh-huh. So I'm allowed to donate however much I want, but then the government is the one who would say where it goes to, right. you know, because they know who needs it more. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting thought. I don't think anyone runs it that way, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, it would be weird to me if you want to give to a charity, like if everyone wants to donate to only the Red Cross for that year. Right. It's a little bit shitty, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like it's it's a fucking donation, dude. It's giving away money. Right. Well, I... I, and I agree with you. I, I think the thing with what's going on in France, though, is like I, I'm just a firm believer in, you know, when it's your money, it's your money. You can do what you please with it. So it's like people who are sitting here yeah. protesting like, well, how dare you not give that money to this or whatnot? It's like, well, I worked for this money. So this is the money I have. This is what I exactly. choose to spend And that's what's on. important to those people. Yeah. If they were using taxpayer money. Mm-hmm. Which I'm sure they will use some of as well. Yeah, of and course. I mean, having Notre Dame does bring in a lot of tourist revenue. It right. does a lot of good things for the state and mm-hmm. for the country. So it's expected that some of your tax money is going to go to fixing it. Right. But if let's say it only cost a billion, mm-hmm. and they said we're going to spend ten billion to make it go ten times faster. Right. Then I could totally understand protesting. Yeah. Because there's no need for that. You're going to get it done either way. You know, it's a waste of funds yeah. kind of thing. Uh, but that that's not what's happening. This is a few rich people who mm-hmm. decided it's really important to them to rebuild this site. Yeah. And they could totally do that. Yeah. It would be nice if they cured a little bit of hunger, but mm-hmm. that's not important to them. Yeah. 
And that's that's my argument. And there's always a level of hypocrisy too that bothers me with it, where it's like, like you know, and I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to downgrade anybody who lives like this, but anybody who I feel like kind of protests that kind of stuff, it's like, well, what are you doing with your last twenty dollars? You know, did you you know go to spend five dollars on meat to last you a few days and then donate that fifteen dollars to this cause that you believe in, or did you use that twenty bucks and go out and get fast food or order pizza with your friends that night? Yeah, you know, it's a it's lot of like, the the pot calling the kettle black. Yeah, exactly. It a lot. So, I mean, p- protesting at all is yeah. a very um, what's the word I'm thinking of here? It's not necessarily the first thing I want to say is a first world problem, uh-huh. but that's not what I'm trying to say. It's a very affluent problem. Yeah. If you're out there protesting on the street how government is using your funds, you're probably not hungry. Yes. You're probably not homeless. Yes. You you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's You're well off if you're protesting. Yeah. So... <laughs> People around the world don't even really do that a lot. So they have other things to worry about. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's a beautiful right to have, and it's amazing we've built a oh, culture that course. that can do that. But, but I do believe that, and I think this is this has simmered down a lot. You know, within I'd say definitely the last like year and a half. But we definitely went through a period there where it was. It felt like it was a fad to protest, right? Yeah, it was like you just all the picked, cool kids were you doing it. Anything, mm-hmm. and you're like, we're going to protest this now. You know, everybody meet up here, and all of a sudden there was a protest over here for gay, for yeah, anti-gay, but... for this, for that, for anti-that, just everywhere, dude. <laughs> we're finding like, a few okay. years later that a lot of that was actually staged and set up, though. Yeah, that was a very political true. year. That. I remember that. I remember mm-hmm. that. It was a very political time. It was come to find out that some of those protesters may not have really believed in it. Yeah. They may or may not have been financially <laughs> influenced to protest about those things. True. True. Uh, politics gets scandalous, dude. But there were plenty of protests, though, that were definitely there were. legit. There were. You're, yes. Too, you yes. Know? Absolutely. And it was like... Those were just the things where sometimes you'd watch. I mean, you always knew, too, because anytime any any kind of news person or anybody was trying to ask questions to these protesters like, oh, hey, what are you doing here? Why are you out here protesting? You know, what was the first response? I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to, or, you know, just screaming chants in their face over and over again. It's like the, the protesters didn't even know why they were there protesting. Oh, so many times the, the, the reporters would go and ask the people, what do you hear about? And they wouldn't even know. And the interviewers would literally be saying, I'm giving you a platform yeah. to talk about your cause. And you're saying, Nobody you. even knows what the cause is. <laughs> yeah. So uh, to go back to the Sri Lanka thing real quick here. Yeah. Um, I'm just thinking about it here because I, I enjoy geopolitics. Uh-huh. So politics of the whole world and kind of how geography can affect politics Mm -hmm. so like how you know if there's a giant mountain range in between two countries that affects the politics between the two countries right you know so it's interesting to me how all that goes together so if you're a little tiny island that's so small and you're this island nation and you have something honestly worse it was a bigger scale than 9-11 that happened to them Okay, you have eight different places that all blow up at the same time. Hundreds of people dead. How do you deal with something like that with the limited amount of resources that they have? 
because here in America, you know, they blow up a building, we go to war, mm-hmm. right? It's easy. We have a huge military. We can get there in a day. Sri Lanka doesn't have the resources we have. They don't have the money. They don't have the manpower. They don't have a huge military, you know? Well, what, th- what do they do? Well, I think Sri Lanka, like a lot of nations out there, when something like this happens, they, they kind of become for lack of a better term, you know, a beggar in the streets, you know, like they become reliant you know, like on help other us. nations. Yeah. Help us. Yeah. And typically because of events like this, other bigger nations are willing to help. So I wouldn't be surprised if you saw help from India. I wouldn't be surprised if the U S got involved in some way, shape or form in helping or anybody part of who's still part of the, the European Union is that what it's called? There's the European Union. There's also NATO. Might be what you're NATO thinking might of, because India is part of NATO. Yeah. I don't know if Sri Lanka is, but so I guess kind of the point that I'm generating here in my head uh-huh. that I'm coming up with is, you hear a lot of times people, particularly in America, uh-huh. you'll hear them say things like, "Let the rest of the world figure out their own problems. Mm-hmm. We should worry about ourselves first. Yes. We shouldn't spend money overseas. We shouldn't send people to help." Right. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, I, I am somewhat of a believer in, Mm -hmm. you know, you got to fix your own backyard first. But then you see things like this, where a little bitty place like Sri Lanka gets blown the fuck up and has no way to defend or help themselves. And it kind of makes you think like that is why you spend all the money overseas and not in your own backyard. It's kind of that insurance policy of not having 300 people blown up on Easter morning. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's, it's inter- what do you think about the balance between fixing your own backyard and helping your neighbors out? Well, in terms of like personal m- morals and beliefs. Yeah, know, let's start you, with that. Let's start with that. You help your neighbor. <laughs> right. However... On a political scale, mm-hmm. on a world scale, yeah. you either offer help to everyone or you offer help to no one. Because the peop- because when you start picking and choosing, now you're you're not you're you might be helping somebody, but you're creating conflict elsewhere. And we've seen that True. happen over and over again. But you're so, always gonna have allies, right? And then you're always gonna have enemies Mm -hmm. so you would only really want to help your allies so you make yourself stronger right Mm. well yes and no i mean i do think (laughs) maybe there should be like a bar set you know something physically written down saying like you know if something goes from this and beyond we're definitely there and we have your backs but anything from up to here to here you're on your own you're on your own you know and i think there needs to be that differentiation differentiation between the two so that you don't have uh God, I'm just like losing my train of thought here you you have to have the the difference between the two so that people you don't have one person going well we got bombed yesterday aren't you going to help us well yeah but they got you know bombed twice and it's like well so we still got bombed you know it's I don't know it just helps to you- choose pick and choose you know does it bother you when you hear? And I'm I'm putting you kind of on the hot seat here, I, and I'm I don't mean to grill you or Go anything, for but it. you're the only one I got in the room here to talk to <laughs> right Go now, for it. right? So, do you get bothered 
if you hear things like, I'm going to make up something. Okay, it's totally unreal. But I'm just going to say, like, America sent a billion dollars to Armenia. Okay. To help them with uh, famine. Uh-huh. Okay. Or whatever. To help them with national security, let's just say. Knowing that we have as many issues as we have here in our country, mm-hmm. and we have unemployment, we have homeless, we have, you know, all those things here in our country. Does it bother you to hear that they would send a billion dollars to a place like Armenia, somewhere where there's not necessarily, you know, open blasts happening all the time, but they do need help? Right. Do you, do you feel like that's a waste of money or do you feel like that's it's good to help other countries? I think what we should do is how any any average person would do it. If you don't have the money, don't spend it. Our country is in in incredible debt right now. We we don't have True. money to spend. Well, I mean, get we're us, the largest economy in the world. Right. Bro. I get and I get that, but still, but economic wise, if we're in debt, get us out of debt first. And then start using those funds to be able to go do these things in other countries and help other people. But just like if you had a friend who, you know, needed $20 and you're negative in your bank account, a hundred dollars, well, loaning them $20 probably isn't the best thing for you to do at that point. Cause now you're right. hurting yourself from possibly being able to help out later because maybe now you can't get gas. Maybe now you can't feed yourself. Maybe somewhere down the line, somebody's <laughs> going to need it more, whatever it is. But just in yeah. terms of helping other nations, you know, like I said, I still think there should be like a bar. There should still be a line. If something goes past that, okay, we will definitely help you out. But for the most part though, it's like, get us out of debt first. Get to start, regardless of how rich our economy is or how good our economy is, like, get the numbers out of the red. (laughs) Right. You know? I know for me personally, like, if you would have told me a week ago, we're sending a billion dollars to Sri Lanka Uh to help with national security. Right. I would have been like, fuck you and your pants. Mm -hmm. That's ridiculous. Sending a billion dollars to another country is not even anything happening. Right. Nothing's happened there for 10 years, I would tell them. But then, like today happens, 300 people are dead. There's eight explosions. Now, if they said, we're sending a billion dollars to Sri Lanka, uh-huh. I'd be like, okay, obviously, someone's got to help those people, right? Right. So it would be it would be very powerful if you were able to convince people that there are issues around the world before the issues happen. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's possible to do that, but... That would definitely, don't you think that would solve a lot of problems before they even became one? I mean, yes and no. I mean, I think it has the potential to do either or. But because like I said, anytime you help somebody, you know, history has shown us somebody gets pissed off. Yeah, there's always balance. Now, what I would be okay with, and I don't understand why maybe more countries do. Maybe there's just a lot of gray area that I'm not thinking of. But we live in a day and age where when the most of us want to get funding for something that we want to get done, or if we have a friend in need, you know, who needs medical help and we don't have the money to pay for it, what do people do? They make a GoFundMe, you know, maybe they make a Patreon to help, you know, boost or to fund their passion. 
So I don't understand why. Well, and France is a perfect example. Notre Dame happened. They were like, we'll take donations. And right. people donated. And they got $2 billion, regardless of who it came from. So I, why can't these governments of these countries do kind of the same thing of like, Hey, here's here's you know this countrywide GoFundMe, you know nation international GoFundMe of come so, help Sri Lanka, and that money goes to Sri Lanka. In essence, nations kind of do do that. They mm-hmm. take a few more steps though. What they'll do is the government will tend to fix things, take out the debt to fix things. Right? Mm-hmm. Let's say that Notre Dame bl- burns down and it costs a billion dollars to rebuild it. Right. France's government will take out a billion dollars of debt. And then what they'll do is they'll sell that debt. Mm-hmm. So those are called bonds. You can buy, you've heard of government bonds. Yeah. That's what buying a bond is, is you're buying a piece of the government's debt <laughs> and they will pay you back plus interest on that debt. Mm-hmm. So kind of in essence, it is a GoFundMe in that they're taking on the debt and then selling it back to the people anyway. Right. But I get what you're saying in that a donation, there is no no paying it back. Yes. You know what I mean? It would be taking that step out of it. Mm-hmm. I think it's literally just a matter of what people care to donate for. Yeah. Um, people are super into Notre Dame, and a lot of people couldn't even tell you where Sri Lanka is mm-hmm. on a map. Right. You know what I mean? So I'm sure there's a lot of local um, millionaires. I don't know if there's any billionaires mm-hmm. in Sri Lanka. I'm sure there's one or two. But I'm sure there's local people who are going to try to fund it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, I I feel like, but I feel like if we made it more of a regular thing of this is, you know, this is how we're going to help fix these issues in these places. Because for example, you can go on a, you know, GoFundMe.com and just look through people's profiles and current GoFundMe is going on and you'll find Mm -hmm. a bunch of stuff you've never heard of, but there's, you know, thousands upon thousands of dollars donated to some of these people for, you know, issues and stuff out there. Oh yeah. Existed. And I feel like if you had a similar system, a similar, uh, worldwide system of somewhere where people could go onto those things and check out those causes and check out what people want to get done and I think people get addicted to donating things just like they do when they see people. Oh, this person needs help to get a kidney so transplant. just have like each this. country have their own like profile. Yeah. And just people like, could honestly. go on donating to the country. I mean, it's a very interesting concept. I just, I don't know if it would amount to enough to really actually help those countries. Yeah. You know, but I mean, it's, it's a very interesting concept that but maybe it would on a worldwide level. Well, and I couldn't see there being a lot of like, you know, issues such as like Sri Lanka is having right now, like on something like that. But, you know, it could be something as simple of, you know, there's a there's a town in Africa that's trying to, you know, build their first church or something and they need money. Like people could go yeah. through and see even the smallest things like that. But now if you have something rare like the burning of Notre Dame or the, the uh thing happening in sri lanka that goes on there all of a sudden well that's hot news you're gonna have a lot of people who'd go in there now and i think just five dollars here ten dollars here you know it would add up to a hundred dollars yeah on a worldwide level it probably would yeah so if you do something like that well then you don't need any aid from any other country you're literally getting the aid from people that just want to see your stuff back and if I know anything, that countries be... will do that. Like countries will give aid to other countries, right? Well, you know, that, and that's there's what disaster we're relief, about, and then but... there's just there's developmental aid mm-hmm. where you help them just to build infrastructure and shit, right? 
Um, and then there's another entity in the world. Well, there's a few of them, but there's one called like the IMF, mm-hmm. the International Monetary Fund. And what they do is they're basically, they're like a big world bank, but they're not the world bank. The world bank is another thing. Right. That doesn't. But the IMF will loan out money to developing countries to help them mm. develop. Right. So in this case, they may loan Sri Lanka money to help with the disaster relief. Right. You know, and the whole point is that the interest rates are very low to pay back. So it, you know, there's there's ways that the world does similar things. That mm-hmm. kind of it's it's called crowdfunding. Is the you yeah. know that. So there's similar ways that they do that. Um, but it would be cool if they open that up to just regular people. Yeah, I, I think so. And I think it, that would honestly offer more repercussions than some of these government aids because we, we've already discussed protesting and people are much more likely to revolt and think of people revolting on a worldwide scale of people who donated to a cause where that government took that money and used it for something else. There there you go. There There's you losing your allies. Yeah. Now the next time something happens, you think anyone's going to have your back? No, what I'm thinking of, though, is that... See, this is where I'm hesitating, that I don't know if Notre Dame is owned and run by the government. It might be a private thing. Uh-huh. Because I don't know <coughs> if governments, at least westernized ones, like what we know a government to be, right. I don't know if they can use donated funds to build government sites and things so here's an example in america okay in our government you can't donate a project to the government they Mm -hmm. have to buy it and it has to be done on a bidding system because it's using public funds it's just it's i don't know if it's in the constitution but it's the law it's it's just how things are run so for example um when they were trying to build the obamacare the healthcare website uh-huh. For you to go on to apply for um, healthcare during yes. Obama's administration, that site kept crashing, um, and it didn't work very well. So they actually had the CEO, the leader of Pornhub, mm-hmm. the porn pornography site. Oh, I remember you telling me this. Yeah, yeah, he went to the government and said, "Hey, I'm literally the leader. I created the largest website in the world. It gets the most traffic of any other website per day in the world, right. and it never crashes." And he said, I want to build your website for your healthcare. Mm-hmm. And they voted on it and they decided that they weren't they weren't gonna use public funds with anything that had to do with porno- pornography. Mm. Okay. So because he was associated with pornography, they didn't want to fund him using public funds because they thought it'd be scandalous. So he came back to them and he said, Okay, I'll do it for free. I don't want any money. I don't want my name on it. I just feel like a good Samaritan. I want to see America be great. I'm willing to do this for free. Mm -hmm. And they actually said, no, we can't legally do that. It has to be done on a bid system. Mm. So that makes me think that other countries probably run similarly, especially European ones, and that maybe Notre Dame is a private project that got private funding. Mm, That would make sense. You know what I mean? I don't know if it's actually run by the government. Yeah, I'm. There's just a, weird laws and that's shit like that. That's a tough one. Well, because I feel like, I feel like in the case of like France, or even if an incident like that happened here in America, I think something like you know the super old church, iconic church of Notre Dame, you know, yeah. has to be a landmark. And I think in order to become a just landmark, just Google it real quick. 
Type That's in true. is Notre Dame privately owned. Let's see. We will know momentarily, is, folks. Please hold. Is Notre Dame. Oh, I shouldn't do that. We're gonna get fucking traded. <laughs> They're gonna be like I think you can no use like eight seconds before you. they get upset with you. <laughs> is it private or publicly owned? You gave me the fucking university. Let's add church. Oh, that's privately owned. <laughs> After that. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Notre Dame University comes up above the church. Yeah, that's crazy. America. Uh, da, da. No, not one of the most outstanding. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, let's see what this one is. Construction of Notre Dame. No, just give me a fucking answer. There should literally just be a thing at the top of Google. No, it wasn't on this one. Really? Yeah, I literally I typed in. You typed in is, is Notre, Notre Dame, Dame Church privately owned? Question mark. Try typing in cathedral, because it might be looking up like every Notre Dame church from here to Utah. To you know what I mean? <laughs> I didn't know that name was that like. Well, I don't either, but it's a famous name. I would assume <laughs> other churches use it. I think there's only one cathedral though. Touche. Yeah. No, well, I'm pulling up the Wikipedia. There was no answer at the top of the screen. Oh, my goodness. The medieval Catholic cathedral and the fourth thing in Paris, the cathedral is concerned the Virgin Mary. Blah, 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 yeah, blah. We don't blah. care, Wiki. Yeah, we just want to know who owns it. Who the, who the fuck, fuck owns, owns it? it? Tower High Bells. Wow. Oh, Chris is already fuck? typing furiously. He already knows. He's already Chris telling Orkyle, us who did it. One, one of, of them already people. knows. Shout out, guys. As always. Or ownership. There we go. There we go. Who Sorry. owns it? Sorry if that was really loud. Under the 1905 law on the separation of church and state, Notre Dame de Paris oh. is one of the 70 churches in Paris built before that year, which are owned by the French state. Oh. The Catholic Church is the designated beneficiary, having the exclusive right to use it for religious purposes in uh, per- perpetuity? Perpetuity, the da, 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 is responsible for paying. So, yeah, no shit. So the government built it, it and then they gave receive, the keys to the Pope. That's yeah. what they did. But the archdiocese does not receive subsidies from the French state, but it looks like it is owned by the French state. Yeah, but what they did is they built it and they said we're going to get all the money from the tourism. Mm, but then if you go. ever need to use this crib, Pope, here you go. They like, they threw him the keys to the crib. That's yeah. And so really possessions yeah, 9 tenths of the law. So really the Pope pretty much <laughs> runs that bitch, but it's in France and France government gets all the money when right. you go visit it. And he, uh, yeah, apparently there's 70 of churches in So Paris. the Vatican should rebuild that shit. What the fuck, Pope? Two insurance motherfucker. Shay. Yeah, your your house burns down, you rebuild it, right? That is a where you at, Pope? Point. Where you at? Yeah, what do what rebuild did you Notre donate? Dame? Fucking Pope. He ain't gonna do it. He's not cheap motherfucker. He ain't gonna do it. <sighs> I bet he gave thoughts and prayers though. Tweeted out thoughts That's his and job. prayers. To That's the his job. He better fucking do that. He better be doing that anyway. Even if it's a perfect day, he better be doing that. Oh my gosh, and he had church. Oh, I guess those are Christian churches in Sri Lanka, not specifically Catholic. But yo, he won't. He doesn't fuck with that. No, he doesn't fuck doesn't with that. Fu- no. It has to be a Catholic church. Martin Luther be- fucked it up for us. <laughs> they won't help us with shit anymore. <laughs> oh my Woo. gosh, man, you got to be a little educated to understand today's podcast. <laughs> yeah, fuck. <laughs> Jesus, we even had to educate ourselves a little bit. <laughs> 
man. No, but in, in all reality, crazy stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. It's, it's been a long day, guys. It's Easter. We came back. So if we seem like we're dragging a little bit, well, just deal with it, okay? Be fucking entertained. Here we are. Here we are. Did you believe in the Easter Bunny when you were younger? Was that something like your parents? The Easter Bunny? Yeah. Fuck no. What, do I look like a retard? The, you did, at no point did your like par- your mom Fuck try no, to do I the never Easter be- Bunny I thing? never believed in the Easter Bunny. No. Did your parents just not try, though, is what I'm asking? Or were you just always like, oh. I don't believe in it? Um... They didn't give it the best effort. They didn't give it the best effort. They like tried for a second and then they're like, okay, he's not buying it. Where did the bunny come from for Easter? Like, why is that a thing we do here? Do you know it all? I I feel like I should. (laughs) I feel like I should (laughs) know. Like, where the fuck? How did Jesus rising on the third day translate to? This is probably such common knowledge too. Bunny hiding because so many people must ask this question every year. Uh, Well, let's just Google this one too. That one is definitely going to have an instant answer because I feel like we always ask this every year and then we forget because it doesn't matter. You're right. It is one of those funny things. <laughs> the story of the Easter bunny is thought to have become common in the 19th century. Rabbits usually give birth to a big litter of babies called kittens. Oh, interesting. Did not know that. So they became a symbol of new life. Legend has it that the Easter bunny lays, decorates, and hides eggs as they are a symbol of new life. So I guess Except because... rabbits don't lay eggs. I, what the f- okay? Let's just right? Wikipedia this Rabbits shit. Rabbits eggs. Is a folkloric figure and no, symbol of Easter, don't. depicted as a rabbit bringing Easter eggs, originating among German Lutherans. The Easter hare originally played the role <laughs> of a judge evaluating whether children were good or disobedient. <laughs> you were very guilty this year. Remember, we you were, were very naughty this year. <laughs> Remember, we were talking about fucking stories that were told just to scare your kids. That's exactly what the fucking yeah. Easter from Germany. Was. Of course it was the Germans. The Easter, the Easter Bunny is sometimes depicted with clothes. In legend, the creature carries colored eggs in his basket, candy, and the sometimes creature. also toys to the homes of children, and as such shows similarities to Santa Claus or the Christ kind. As they the both Christ bring, kind? That's what it says. What? As they both bring gifts to children on the night before the respective holidays. So, uh... You know, in France, yeah. when my mom was growing up, Santa hmm. Claus is like Saint Nick or some shit. I don't know. He's something else in France. And he fucking comes <laughs> in your chimney and he puts candy in your shoes. Yeah. And then he, he really skittles away. That's actually really common in uh, a lot of places in Europe. Like they, they do it normal like we do now. Mm-hmm. In France. But when my, mom, when my mom was growing up, she literally would get candy in her fucking shoes. No presents, just candy in your shoes. That's it. There was, it's some holiday that was, because I remember learning years ago in like, like grade school, I remember learning about this particular holiday practice. And for some reason, I remember it being something that we were told you did on January 6th. I don't know what it was on January 6th, but that was whenever this particular thing, I don't know what it was. I don't either. But that's apparently when this particular thing took place where you left your shoes outside and then somebody came by and put uh, candy in the shoes, whatever the fuck. It's probably Christmas. It's probably the rest of the world's Christmas. 
Yeah, I guess just January sixth. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. There's. That's funny. An Easter podcast becoming about Christmas. There's a bunch <laughs> of shit about the date of Christmas and mm-hmm. when it's supposed to be celebrated. Because oh, yeah. it's all about Jesus's birthday, right? He was born that day. Right. That's what Christmas that's is. Just, yeah. That's if you're not Christian, it. you don't celebrate Christmas. Mm-hmm. You celebrate something else. Right. So he wasn't born in December. No, he was born in the spring, wasn't it? Like he's supposed to be born no. like May or something like you that. You could ask twelve different people. You get twelve different months. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a consensus. I've heard February. Oh, really? Yeah, but I'm sure that there's a consensus of some. But it's definitely right. not, not December. December. Okay. <laughs> the fucking Romans made it December because they needed a holiday to fill out their calendar. Uh huh. So I'm sure that different places around the world celebrate it a few days differently than each other. Yeah. Because there's probably not a solid agreement on when when to celebrate it. Yeah, well I know I know I know most at least westernized places do it on the 25th. But I know the the thing that differs is just all how they like to pick Santa Claus, right? So I believe in Australia because it is summer during Christmas in Australia. Doesn't like it? they yeah. Oh shit. They have this uh thing of like santa coming in this like red uh like wetsuit on a jet ski what like yeah there was just something outlandish that's crazy but yeah yeah because it's full summer there there's south of the equator man so So it's it's, always summer well it's just it's just summer when it's our winter and then when it's our uh winter it's their summer oh yeah really yeah they're 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 opposite of us yeah anything south of the equator is opposite what about north of the equator? Us. Oh. <laughs> okay, it makes sense now. I gotcha. I gotcha. I was thinking the equator went the other way for a second. I don't know why. It's been a while. Bear with me. It's late at night, guys. I was thinking the equator, if you look at a globe, I, th- I was thinking it went up and down. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I what the what fuck would about. be the difference between the, that and that? Mm-hmm. No, that's the prime meridian. Probably, yeah, there you go. Prime the meridian. equator's the one that goes... Horizontal. Goes, yeah, horizontal. Okay, okay. But anyways, but yeah, anyway, uh, yeah. Santa, Santa Claus on a jet ski. That's what they. That's what they got going down there. In Australia. If if I'm wrong, if you're from Australia, and I'm wrong. Someone is that. typing furiously. Like, what the fuck are you I'm, talking about? I'm pretty confident though that was like what they believe. I mean, it's fucking summer. What else? Are you How does going he to keep believe? the gifts from getting wet? I don't know. Does he bring gifts? I I fucking. Or does he hope just bring so. swarms? Just sorry. Just brings sweet waves, bro. For, for anyone who doesn't know, Australia, there's something weird about it, just geo, like geologically, mm-hmm. and uh, swarms of all kinds of creatures tend to. Oh yeah, I've definitely go seen around cr- Australia. I've seen a lot of pictures of crabs. That happens with crabs. Dude, there's crabs, there's frogs, there's fish, there's insects, <laughs> like all kinds of different animals. Each year, it's like a different one. There's been rats. There's all kinds of shit. And they just flock like these huge swarms go around Australia and then we'll leave. Uh, it's so weird. It's just would, a funky ass island, dude. I would love to visit one day, dude. I have not had one person who has gone to visit Australia and hasn't come back and, you know, said something along the lines of like they could, they either want to move there, or they could definitely see themselves living there. Like everybody. And I've had a couple of friends who have. Who've, <laughs> jumped the gun and just done it and gone and lived there for a while. So, so what's that? What's the place called? It's the triangle where the Bermuda, Bermuda triangle. triangle. Okay. Yeah. So the Bermuda triangle uh-huh. where all the planes fall out of the sky and disappear and ships disappear and shit. Yeah. If you take the middle of the Bermuda triangle, 
if you look at it from the sky and you dig a tunnel straight through the earth, the other end where you pop out, you're in Australia. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> yes. So they think there's, I was thinking of that with the swarm thing. I (laughs) I heard that when I was watching the thing about the swarms. Uh They think that something about gravity or, um, like the magnetic magnet. There you go. They think the magnetic field is weird. There's, or that's where they all go through the earth or something. Oh, that's, yeah. So that's why Australia is funky. There's this, um, there's this thing I was really into at the time that was called spirit science. And, very like outlandish kind of stuff like belief systems and stuff but Uh it was one of those where it's like some of the things were super outlandish but they like connected dots that you didn't even know needed to be connected oh yeah you know what Mm -hmm, i mean mm -hmm. and one thing they were talking about and remember this is a total like spirituality kind of way of looking at things so they went to like sacred geometry a lot and one of the things they were talking about was some these things called Merkabas, and they believe One more time. they're called Merkabas. If Merkabas. I'm pronouncing that correctly, love them. What do they do? <laughs> so they're basically like uh, they were they were saying how that somewhat like explains like all the pyramids in different parts of the world, uh-huh. and they were showing like if marking all of them, they kind of start making a pattern if you were to connect them. And they think that some of these just over time, these civilizations got drowned underwater as, you know, tectonic plates moving or whatever. So what's a Merkaba? Uh, these like, like ways to, if this is years ago, I watched this, but I think it was like ways to like channel the earth's like natural energy kind so of it, thing. The Merkaba would be the phenomenon that happened that made all these different people around the world start building pyramids. Kind of, yeah, like a sense of collective consciousness. I think collective consciousness is the reason why you see pyramids all over. I think I've never heard about this that you're talking about. Well, it was in the sort of showing where they were all placed and everything, and they were Mm -hmm. going through different examples of like weird things that have also happened in these places. And like they believed that the whole thing with the Bermuda Triangle is that there was one built there and somehow it got sunk into the water just over time. So at the bottom of the ocean floor, there might be some ancient like pyramid there somewhere and then that's why there's these weird things going on because they mention kind of the stuff in australia too well a lot of people have dived down mm -hmm. around there looking for shipwrecks because there's a lot of gold down there from all the ships and you'd think they would have found a uh, yeah that's true i guess i didn't think about have have there really been a lot of people down the like the floor of where the bermuda triangle is I don't know how deep it is. Well, I don't know. If, I don't know, but I would assume right. if you're looking for shipwrecks, you go to the Bermuda <laughs> That's where Triangle, you go, right? right? That's where they all wreck. <laughs> you're bound to find something. Right. But I don't know. Maybe they're afraid that they'll get lost or something. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Bermuda Triangle is weird. It's just one of those weird, like, yeah. I don't know if it was around in ancient times or maybe they called it something else. Or I think it's off the coast of America. Yeah, I, I think right? it is, actually. It's off the eastern coast, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Or am I totally insane? No, I think you're... What the fuck are we wondering, guys? We, we're Googling a lot. Today, anyway, I guys. think it's in a place where it maybe would not have been discovered until more modern times. Well, I mean, a place like that, the only way for it where to the get... the fuck is the Bermuda it's, Triangle? It's between Florida and Cuba. Okay. So it's like... Nah, they've been sailing around down there for a long yeah. fucking minute. There you go. You can see a picture of it. 
Oh, the Burmese. Okay. So yeah. it's like right wedged in between. The tip of it's like wedged in between. There. Dude, I know my geography. Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking of. Yeah. So, I I mean, the only way for someplace like that to get discovered is just by the process of all these ships and everything and planes crashing or disappearing. That's, well, that's how something like, like that. I mean, it's just through reports, right? I think Records? radar and electronics and stuff actually go crazy when you're going through it. I think. Okay. It has to be a magnetic. That's what everyone thing. says. Because yeah. I think Especially that like, goes like to Australia, compasses yeah. and stuff actually go crazy in the Bermuda. I, I'm pretty sure, dude, unless it's just a myth. I've never been there. Yeah. But I, I think am. that there's actually weird electric shit that happens when you go through it. This is something I definitely want to look into more and actually have it's like, a Bermuda Triangle, like, bro. That's what I'm saying. It's been I, around forever. I know. Well, fuck. We obviously know very little about it. Well, we don't talk about it a lot. That's true. Which makes me think maybe we did it. Well, Maybe that, we sunk something down there. Well, that's why I want to do more research on it, the perhaps do a whole podcast about it. Because there's a lot of shit we don't know about the Bermuda Triangle. At least I personally don't know about it. How do it. submarines talk to each other? Well, through radar. How do well, submarines talk to each other? How do they other? talk to each other? If you're under the ocean and uh-huh. you want to talk to another submarine that's it's still, 50 miles away under the ocean, uh-huh. how do you talk to it? It's still through the process of... Radar, sonar? Isn't sonar, yeah. Isn't it, it gets fucked up in the waves. Oh. You're going through water, not air. Water is not... It, it's denser than air. It gets fucked up. Well, I don't know. Do you know the answer? Well, they'll tell you that they shoot a little um, antenna up in a buoy that goes up to the surface. And the uh-huh. other one will shoot a little antenna up. On a buoy, and then they'll talk to each other. And then they'll suck their little buoys back in. Okay. It's fucking bullshit. Is it? It's fucking bullshit, dude. How do you know? It's just my theory. <laughs> okay. I don't think that nuclear submarines in the time of war are fucking sending little buoys up. No. Mm-mm. We laid antennas in the fucking ground. That's what we did. Uh-huh. We laid them all across the ocean. We've been doing it for a long fucking time. <laughs> so you think that's They don't talk shit about up? it. Fuck yeah, it's fucking shit up, dude. <laughs> Absolutely. That's why the whales beach themselves and shit. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's for our submarines, dude. Submarines are super duper powerful in times of war. Wouldn't wouldn't you see this in more places then, aside from just the Bermuda Triangle? Well, maybe there's maybe that was the first ones we laid down, and they're old. Mm. Maybe the technology wasn't as good, or we fucked up. Maybe we had a whole boatload of them ready to go out to the Atlantic, <laughs> and it fucking sunk. And now there's like thirteen fucking radars all piled up on top of each other. They're just giving off these crazy signals. Yeah, dude. Maybe. It's the submarines. I'm telling you, it's the submarines. (laughs) They're too powerful. You have to have control of the sea lanes in time of war. Uh And to have control of the sea lanes, you use submarines. Mm -hmm. That's how you blow up the ships on the surface. Couldn't enemy submarines, though, like take advantage of those antennas put in onto the ocean floor and be able to like listen in on conversations? Dude, we can't can't use the cell phone towers in Mexico. True. They're all on different wavelengths. They're all on different frequencies. no dude we fucking hammer antennas into the bottom of the ocean floor (laughs) and we fuck up the wildlife we don't give a damn (laughs) and we're ready for world war three i'm telling you yeah we're sinking all the ships with our radars oh my gosh well Uh maybe Mm -hmm. maybe that is maybe that's what's going on man look into it guys maybe you won't find any information on zero it's super (laughs) top secret how submarines talk to each other if you try to look that shit up, you'll have Homeland Security all over you, dude. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
I'm gonna try to look yeah. that shit up afterwards. Look it up. I got into it for a while. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the whole I was very security guy on your ass. No. No. You avoided that. There's like zero of you're not gonna find any information on how submarines <laughs> talk to each other. They're gonna tell you that they use buoys. Well, that would be the information, wouldn't it? Yeah, you're gonna get like two sentences about it, and that's it. <laughs> they don't want you to know. It's top secret. That's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The world's fucking crazy, dude. The governments of different countries are just people. They're mm-hmm. just dudes, usually. I guess there's some women, but it's usually just dudes, right. like you and me. They're nothing special. Mm-hmm. They're no geniuses, and they're in charge of all these millions of people and billions and trillions of dollars. Mm-hmm. And they do stupid shit just like me and you would do, especially yeah. if there's a war when it comes to military. Oh, don't get Dude. me wrong. I have I have no doubt that the governments of the world have their hands in some shit that is just like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. But, you know. Well, they'll try stupid stuff. It's fun. Like some of the stories of World War II and things that we tried like, to outsmart the German. Oh, there's a lot of, I don't know, like specifics oh. right off the top of my head. But there's a lot of just funny stuff that was attempted and failed mm-hmm. and never attempted again well i guess that's how you learn to win a war that's how you learn to win a war exactly in different ways right exactly <laughs> but yeah yeah they don't have all the answers man damn so, just a little bit of a easter day conspiracy for you all some easter day conspiracy and on that conspiracy note i, I got on a little bit of a tangent a there, little bit of a t- i enjoyed it i though. felt i feel very deeply about submarines and how they communicate i could tell i got into it when i was a teenager i respect that passion well because one day i was thinking uh-huh. my dad was in the navy too right. so i asked him one day i was like dad how do submarines talk to each other and he was like careful who you ask that to yeah. i was like what he's like you can't just talk about that I'm being a little bit silly, but yeah, he was like, we don't know. Nobody actually knows how the fucking submarines talk to it. And then once you tell a like 14 year old that when mm-hmm. they've already had the idea in their head and they think they're super smart because they had this crazy idea, it's yeah, no, it was done. I was obsessed. Well, shit. <laughs> There's a little food for thought for you guys this Easter Sunday. Go to church. Have a <laughs> <laughs> and watch out but for submarines. Watch out, watch out for submarines. <laughs> Any final thoughts, Matthew? I think we've had enough of my thoughts for today. <laughs> Love you guys. Right, guys. See you tomorrow. Remember Patreon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye bye.